0: We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one.
1: Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 68 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner, I am Managing Editor at Pixelkin.org, and the mother of a four-year-old, I am joined, as always, by fellow mom and publisher of Pixelkin, Linda Brenneman. Hi, ah, yay, sixty-eight. I know, sixty-eight. Yeah, we just keep racking them up.
0: <laughs>
1: and yeah, then, uh, every week. Every week. Yes. Every week. Almost. <laughs> and you already heard him, folks. Steven Duceman who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming, and the father of three.
0: Hail hey, and well met, everyone. Oh,
1: there's the well met is back. That's nice.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm in a uh, I'm a, I'm going to be larping soon, so ah. I'm like getting into the I'm getting back into it. You know
2: nice cool yeah do you wear the elf ears and the whole costume and all that stuff
0: i have to because if i don't wear the elf ears then i don't get my superpowers and (laughs) i mean who (laughs) wants to not have superpowers (laughs) not good (laughs) um gotta
2: wear the ears then man
0: (laughs) no legit no i mean what's funny about that is when i first started playing 10 some odd years ago i played a human yeah. Um because I didn't want to have to buy prosthetics. Um even though like ears are like $10. But like whatever. I was like, "No, I'm going to be human." And, um, eventually I was like, this is garbage. I don't want to be a human anymore. What's the point of being me? Um, so, um, I did a thing and did some stuff with the story and whatever. And now my human is an elf. And he also was a warrior in the beginning. And now I am a delicate healer, as you could imagine me being delicate. He's actually not delicate at all. He's really an angry healer, but that's okay. Um... It's, uh, life it's is change. Yeah. Life is, well, I mean, it's all about change and, you know, and, it, it, yeah. and that's even in fantasy worlds, people change that's and they right. grow and, um, you know, I'm a delicate healer. Also, um, healing involves not hurting my knees every event.
1: Uh, mainly that's important. Um, yeah.
0: Cause Smart. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Nerd you stuff. You can heal
1: standing um, up. That's I great. can
0: definitely heal standing up. I can heal from far away because I can throw my healing spells. Um, so we can talk. We can have a whole episode about LARPing eventually. Uh, yeah. But I understand that some video game stuff happened this weekend, yes. Nicole, or this week, Nicole. This this, and this weekend also, yeah. and I'm curious to hear your thoughts.
1: Yes. Yeah, so this this very day, Wednesday, we were recording on Wednesday the seventh. There were two huge press conferences: one from Apple and one from Sony. And I just have to say, Apple and Sony apparently hate tech journalists because I feel so bad for everybody who has to write like 20 stories today because of both press conferences being on the same day. So, anyhow, yeah, I mean, not I, don't, very I mean, how,
0: how many organizations have overlap?
1: Quite a on few. Both
0: iOS. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish my. <laughs> let me finish my question. Have overlap, <laughs> but don't have the staff to cover everything because like okay so pixel yeah. Kid had to cover both but you only had to cover like the gaming aspects of it
1: yeah yeah no there. So like there are plenty of uh, venture beat i don't know if you know about that that site um but their reporter dean takahashi he's been in the you know in, in the tech blog area for for years he actually used to work for the san jose um mercury news but yeah he was posted on facebook about how he's got to write 15 stories today because of the two press conferences. Oh.
0: Yeah, Wow. wow. Yeah. Shucks. I don't know, too many Shucks. people who do that. Writer's got to write.
1: Yeah, I know. Um,
0: <laughs> writer's got to write.
2: All right. So I. Nicole Tanner, you wrote a ton of stories.
1: Yeah. That was amazing. I was impressed. My last week has been very full of writing. Um, but. Yeah. So I did not watch the Apple press conference, but I did watch Sony's. And the big thing that they announced, which is what we expected that was going to happen, is they have announced the PlayStation 4 Pro. As opposed to the Neo, which was the code name. So, uh, details are basically what everybody said they were going to do. It supports 4K, it supports HDR. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be more expensive, but we all, you know, kind of figured that out too. Um, but, uh, they showed a bunch of games off and s- said that they looked pretty. Man, were they so pretty? Yeah. They
0: th- looked so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: I could not actually tell how pretty they were because I was on, on my laptop. And uh, Twitch was sort of being weird. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, tons of games. Oh, my God. They showed off footage from Spider-Man, For Honor, Deus Ex, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Watch Dogs, Killing Floor, Uncharted 4. Wow. Shadow of Mordor, Far, For Honor, Paragon, and then Horizon Zero Dawn, which was the most which, interesting yes. to me yeah
0: my god horizon zero dawn yeah i'm calling it right now may very well be our game of the year yeah like collectively like you and me if i know your tastes at all yeah um which i'm learning strong female protagonist whoops a lot of ass yeah like
1: same type of gameplay as good story- of the Yeah, ring. exactly <laughs>
0: Like, using a bow and arrow. I mean, the difference is, instead of, like, random people that probably are in in the wrong place at the wrong time doing bad things and getting turbo-murdered by Lara Croft, it's robot dinosaurs. And you know what? That sounds great to me. Yeah. Um, it's... I describe it as Merida fighting Grimlock regularly. That's a good... Merida being the Disney princess. Yes, yes. And Grimlock being the giant robot Transformer. Um yes. By the way, shout out to the Transformers' uh, anniversary next week. Um... <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, I already pre ordered Blu ray. Man, the the horizon just looks so good. There were screenshots thrown around of what it looked like. Um, Ars Technica has had some screenshots of what it looked like on the pro. And, um, my God, it looks really nice. With that said, it looks really nice on the regular, on the standard PS4. So it's, you know, really that hundred bucks is do you have a 4k display
1: exactly like
0: are you that hungry to future-proof your stuff at which point drop the extra hundred bucks
1: yeah yeah i mean that's an important Mm -hmm. thing to point out if if you don't already know that you have to have a tv that supports this stuff if you're going to see Mm -hmm. it in any way shape or form so Mm -hmm. uh, we do not have one burn yeah i know exactly don't spend an extra hundred (laughs) dollars unless you have a really good tv um so yeah. And then also, besides the games, oh, they showed Mass Effect Andromeda, too. I almost forgot to, to say that.
0: How did you almost forget that?
1: <laughs> I wrote down like like, a really? list of 20 games, and I just sort of accidentally skipped over
0: it. <clears throat> you got so excited that it vibrated out of your mind, Right. Is what you're saying? Yes.
1: Um, huh. another, uh, there was someone from EA there. I forget his name. But the new FIFA game and uh, Battlefield 1 are going to support all this stuff uh, right out of the gate when they come out later this year.
0: I bet you FIFA looked really a pretty.
1: Lot. Yes. Well,
0: a lot of those games were already going to be on PC anyway, right? So it's not like the graphics weren't there. It's basically just turning the settings up. Yeah. Um, which you can already do on PC, and I'm sure Battlefield One, when they got these, they were like, "Cool." Yeah. And just had a couple of guys jiggle the handle a little bit. I mean, I know it's not that simple. Yeah. But they already do that because it's a PC release. Um, I'm sure it was extra work for FIFA. Um, So I don't think that comes out on PC, but it's worth it to get in and say that they're there for the tech, um, especially if it's not really costing them a lot.
1: Right. Yeah. Also, Sony said uh, Netflix and YouTube are, well, Netflix is going to be at launch. They're going to have their 4k streaming stuff up and YouTube has an app in development. They didn't say when that that was going to happen. But the interesting thing here about video is that the, PlayStation 4 Pro, it was, cannot play 4K Ultra Blu-ray discs, which is the dumbest thing in the world I have ever seen. Huh. Like, seriously, Sony? You invented the Blu-ray platform. How can you have a console that doesn't play Blu-ray discs? It just makes no wow. sense to me. Yeah. Or well, there's I mean, some plays, technical reason. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's dollar reason. They don't want to put a more expensive Blu-ray player inside the machine.
1: Yeah. Although yeah, Microsoft maybe. jumped right on that and said, guess what? Scorpio is going to be able to play them. So That's
0: great. Yeah. Oh. Scorpio, comes, Scorpio comes out in a year.
1: Yes, I know. That's <laughs> the other thing is like now Sony has kind of thrown down the gauntlet. So we know what's happening there. I'll be curious to see what is going on with Scorpion, which you probably won't find out more about probably till next E3. But anyhow, the new PlayStation 4 Pro comes out November 10th, and it costs $399. They also confirmed today the PlayStation 4 Slim. I don't think they called it the Slim, but whatever. It's a smaller model. They
0: didn't. It's just the PS4. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's replacing the original it model. It is,
1: yes. Um, you know, the only thing that's being replaced there is size. All of the stuff uh, under the hood is the same, so don't freak out. Hmm. Um. And so that one is going to be available starting September 15th, and that will cost $299.
0: Yep. So That's, I'm going to have one of those. <laughs> I am going to get one yeah. of those. I do not need this pro nonsense. I'm not right. a pro. Yeah. I am a casual. Um, I will gladly take my $300 PlayStation. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Us too. We don't have a, a display that, that supports it. Isaac is waiting for something to actually become like affordable in the display. I don't even remember what it is. Something like better than HDR and 4K that is just starting to go out into TVs now, and I I don't know I can't remember oh, yeah. what it is. Yeah, so that's apparently that's what we're waiting for. Although we may not be able to wait forever because our current TV uh, the lamps keep blowing out in it, which is not a not a good thing because they're not easy. That's to probably not help. Yeah, yeah I know. That's probably not
0: help helping.
1: Yeah, they're they're not that easy to replace. So anyhow, we'll see. Um. Then okay, so that's Sony, Apple. Apple trotted out Miyamoto today. Yeah, they did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they did. All they... You know, all anybody... I actually
0: watched that one. Oh, you
1: did? Okay. So, I mean, whenever you... are everybody went (laughs) shit. Everybody trots out Miyamoto for, like, any big Nintendo announcement. So, like, if you saw him walk out on stage, it's like, well, something's happening.
0: So, um...
1: Uh So, yeah. Yeah, go for it,
0: Steven. A bunch To to say how it went down... Yeah. Because I watched it, like... (laughs) They were all, like, because, I mean, it's the it's the Apple keynote, so, like, yeah. they're all there for, like, tech, and a lot of them are not traditional games journalists, but they all, it's, like, there. Yeah. So they don't necessarily, so this is a guy that is not someone that, I don't want to say it's, like, old hat for some of those guys, but, like, you know, like, you see Miyamoto, like, if you cover Nintendo on a regular Nintendo beat, like, you see him all the time. Yeah. Right. But for a lot of those people, they're Apple uh-huh. people. You know, they're tech writers. Yeah. They they cover gadgets and gizmos and Apple. So Miyamoto is like, this might have been the first time they were at a thing where he was there, mm. and the place erupted.
1: Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and
0: it didn't stop oh, cool. for quite some time. Like this was, it was a very it, it, I, I, at first I was like, why won't they shut up? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Some of these guys, because. Because when Miyamoto comes on stage at he like at an E3 event or whatever, like he gets some applause, but it's not like the world is ending. Everybody's like, "Hey, it's 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 Miyamoto-san, yay!" But here they were like, "Oh my god, it's Shigeru Miyamoto, yes!" And so then he came out, and then everybody also. Must have, in the middle of that, it transitioned to them realizing what he was doing, Uh because he wasn't there to, like, get a free iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he was there to announce a freaking Nintendo game, which... Announcing a Nintendo game on the Apple stage.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's probably at first,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 It was a big sign, a big stage. Um, I'll let Nicole give the news, and then I'll I'll continue freaking out, because I'm still freaking out.
1: <laughs> all right, so there actually were a couple of fairly big pieces of news. The biggest is that there's a game from Nintendo called Super Mario Run. It's coming out later this year. It is an endless runner featuring Mario, of course, as you would have guessed by the title. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I watched some gameplay footage. I mean, it's it's an endless runner. You know, those are all kind of well, the same. It-
0: it, okay, it's not Stephen. an endless runner though. Oh, it's wait, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not an endless runner. Now, wait. I, I do you want to do you want me to do this now or do you want to wait until the end and then I'll just go?
1: No, just go. Do you yeah. want to do a bit? Just go.
0: All right. So the look of like the maternal look of, okay, son, just go ahead. Like, I just got one of those. Um, it's okay. It's okay. So, it's not an endless runner because there are fixed levels. You are playing, it is a, tra- it is a Mario game by all, by all accounts. There are worlds and each world has four stages. And the difference is, Mario moves left to right automatically and mm-hmm. all you do is control jumping. The idea is that you play the game with one hand. It follows a similar pattern to the infinite runners. Mm. However, the levels aren't random. They're actually designed mm. to the point mm. where I can compete. So if all three of us have the game, which, I mean, let's be real. All three of us are probably going to have the game. Um, we can compete with each other on uh, different stages to see you can get a higher score. Uh, there's a whole mode where instead of trying to just complete the level, you're also trying to do like crazy acrobatic sick tricks off of the <laughs> different jumps. So this game, it appears to have a lot. Of, and, and also you're collecting virtual currency and one, and the press release Nintendo sent out said uh-huh. that there's going to be a, w- a way to use some of that virtual currency to build your own mushroom kingdom, yeah. which, They, that was like two sentences in their giant press release. I know, I didn't understand it either. What? Well, I mean, clearly they didn't want to tell us about that. I mean, but that's going to be interesting in and of itself. So, this is, they also didn't tell us how much it is, which kind of freaked me out, but I'm sure it's going to be like 10 bucks. Um, and I'll, I'll gladly pay it. Well, I'll pay 20 bucks.
1: I, know that it's probably not final, but the, um, the, the official, uh, app page for the game is up. And it says it's going to be free. As of right now, it says that it's free. But
0: I guess oh, we'll just well have the, to see. The press release said that there's a, a set, demo version yeah. that you can buy and then you can upgrade it. I would bet that the upgrade is going to be like 10 bucks.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: But I would pay 20 for a Mario game that I can play with one hand.
1: Yeah. And it is going to have in-app purchases as well. They have announced that. I'm although, sure the, I don't
0: know what. I'm sure the money. Yeah, right. The money, so you can build your. Is I mean, a, so you can a, build your. iPhone stu-
1: exclusive, Apple exclusive. No, it's coming out first on know? iPhone and iPad, and then later on Android. So it's hitting Apple platforms okay. in December, and then I think and well, I don't think they gave a date for Android. They're just going to say they said it's it's going to be on there eventually, right, Stephen? Am I right about that?
0: That, that is correct. It didn't say anything about Android. I would imagine that some of that is a QA thing because when you make iPhone, you're making like, like however many specs, right? Like they're going to have to do the seven, the six S, the six, maybe the five S, if that, maybe not even the five S. Um, and whereas with Android, I mean, my God, they're, they're all, you know, you got to make it to, a billion different specs
1: yeah, um, Mm. or
0: make it scalable. So I'm sure that the the delay is part exclusivity. You know, hey, Mm. put us on your stage and we'll make it uh, an iOS exclusive first. Mm. But I think another part of it's got to be the QA because it's harder to make stuff for Android. It just is.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm glad it'll be there eventually, though. That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. It looks like a type of game that I would be really bad at. I'm really bad at those kind of endless runners, or if this is a finite uh, runner, whatever.
0: A finite runner. <laughs> a, finite a finite runner. runner. I, I think that you would be better than you give yourself credit for. Okay.
1: You haven't seen me try to play platformers <laughs> anyhow.
0: I have not, but I just, but I believe in you.
1: <laughs> okay. um, yeah, my husband's going to Platformers are my
0: game. jam. I like
2: the Laura Croft one. Oh, yeah. The Laura Croft endless runner is pretty fun, but I'm terrible at it.
1: Yeah. It's not
2: easy. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. they're not easy. I'm gonna play the Lara Croft one. I got I reviewed one for Macworld um, called Buddy and Me. It was like kind of a kid focused one. It's beautiful art, like really cute hand drawn art, and Anna actually oh, likes yeah, to play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So Buddy and Me with the little dragon dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the Luck yeah. Dragon from Neverending Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Totally, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it it was it was legally distinct from the Luck Dragon from Ending right, Story. Know, yeah. I'm convinced <laughs> that it was just that it was that um, <laughs> changed slightly to avoid the uh, to avoid lawsuits. Right. That game was amazing. Yeah. But anybody listening, you got an iPad. Download Buddy and Me. That game is obnoxiously good. Um, it's so and cute and underappreciated. I think it
1: is. Yeah. I mean, the artwork in the is amazing compared to it's a lot of it. stuff gonna, that you
0: see. I'm going to re-download it right now.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's so cute like you collect these little bunnies that sing and it's yeah, it's just wonderful. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, the singing bunnies are kind of annoying after a while though. Oh,
1: yeah. I never got I never got annoyed with the singing bunnies um anyhow. I, I probably well, I didn't make it very far in the game either, so <laughs> I've gone through like uh-huh. maybe I've got past maybe 3 areas with the singing bunnies, so that wasn't enough to uh to annoy me. Just yet, hmm. um, uh, but yeah. Just so wait, yeah. Back to uh, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So besides Super Mario Run, we also found out the Pokemon Go is coming to the iWatch for all of the twenty people that own an iWatch. Um, but anyhow,
0: <laughs> you know what? You know what was funny about that? They got the, the the air because I was watching. Um, I was watching the video, but also watching the live blog from yeah. Ars Technica. Yeah, and the guy was like, "You joke." <laughs> but <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. And because everybody was making fun of them and making fun of the announcement, like, Oh, this is, this is obvious. This is just so silly. Why would they do that? And it's like, no, really? I think this makes sense. Um, and I think there's more than 20 people that have an iWatch, or app. It's not an iWatch. It's an Apple watch. Oh, okay. Um, and it, I'm, I'm for sake of technicalities. Um, and, the um, they they showed on the Apple stream that the Apple Watch is actually the number two selling watch brand, like there is. It's be- behind huh. Rolex. Wow! Than, so it be- it's mm. beaten out Fossil and a DeGio and like a lot of the other ones. Like it's it. Wow. There are a lot of people quietly with Apple watches.
1: The only watch they're right all in I San Francisco. I, I'm so impressed that you know more than Rolex.
0: I watched the thing where they oh, had a chart. Okay. <laughs> I mean,
1: I'm like they had a
0: they literally had a, a, a page the on out. the deck. All yeah, right. I, I yeah, read pictures. I mean,
1: I can believe that, but I really like I don't know like in my little bubble of people here who who wears who owns a watch anymore. Like I haven't owned a watch since I was in high school.
0: I <laughs> honestly after I after I saw the updates today yeah. i am very seriously considering getting an apple watch wow and it's not just about pokemon go um it's about the a lot of the various little features yeah probably gonna yeah. Get one.
1: yeah so i don't know very much about the apple watch how is does it have a camera in it is that how the ar is going to work
0: uh it, it's not going to oh. be ar oh okay you're just it's going to function similarly to the Place to the Pokemon Go Plus thing, uh-huh. where it's just going to show up and you're going to throw... You're not going to aim. You're just going to throw. Oh, okay. You're just going to tap it and you'll have a chance to catch it. Um, so it's going to be a, a much simpler version of it, mm. but I can absolutely imagine a lot of people doing... Um, using their Apple Watch for that. I don't imagine a lot of people buying Apple Watches to play Pokemon Go. I think that's a little crazy. Yeah. But... I would bet that the, the if you look at the Venn diagram of people who own Apple watches and people who play Pokemon Go, I yeah. bet you there's a lot of overlap.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah there probably is. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I,
2: in my experience, a lot of millennials do uh, wear watches now. It's weird, huh? Yeah, you that hipsters. is
1: that is weird. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, no that that's a that's a good observation. That is kind of weird. It's almost like they're trying to be retro or something. I don't know.
2: They are. Yeah, <laughs> they get them at thrift stores. No,
1: they get everything at thrift stores. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Those millennials. Courtney. I know. Yeah, Courtney Kizzy Simone. If you're listening, we love you. We really do. Yeah, <laughs> we do. You're the best. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's all I had from Apple. Steven, was there anything else that happened since you were watching it?
0: Um, I mean, they really know. I mean, the, it, the, the new machines are gonna, I mean, the, the new iPhone 7s are supposed to be able to, you know, they've said it before you know, console quality graphics and cinematic mm-hmm. experience. There's an interesting, like, Wizard of Oz RPG that's gonna be coming out with the iPhone 7 at launch, mm. which looked kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> But what? But when you think about it, The Wizard of Oz is, is kind of creepy. creepy yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, other than that, no, I don't think there were any significant announcements. Other than it's another piece of hardware, and you know, a lot of folks that had, um, you know, that have aging phones. This is one of those situations where it's just gonna keep. You know, yeah, they're gonna have to upgrade um, because I'm pretty sure that the five series are going is gonna get nuked within the next you know year, if yeah, not, if, if not that, sooner.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just was looking at my notes and realized that I forgot to talk about probably the most uh, unexpected thing that happened at Sony's press conference is that the firmware update next week is going to make all PS4s that currently exist support HDR. So, so that was kind yep. of a big thing. Um I never thought huh. never thought that they would have done that. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but that seemed like a pretty big announcement I to di- me.
0: I didn't think it was even possible.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems. Yeah. They yeah. they have wizards over there at Sony apparently.
2: Yeah,
0: apparently. Uh, or it is just a software thing. I didn't know that. Um, on the Pokemon Go subject, yeah. one of the things that they announced at the Apple conference, they had the guy from Niantic come out, uh-huh. the, the CEO. Yeah. And he came out and said, number one, Pokemon Go has been downloaded 500 billion times. Mm.
1: That's a lot. <gasps>
0: Or no Whoa. 500 million 500 million 500 million 500, I'm like 500 million 500 billion,
1: billion is a lot. like everybody on the planet, 500 million <laughs> everyone 500, 500 million yeah 500,
0: <laughs> 500 million my bad but wait the billions coming up next they also he also announced that pokemon trainers while playing pokemon go have walked a collective 4.6 billion kilometers it's
2: insane that is fantastic. Yeah. So, which I is love amazing. That. Yeah, everybody yeah.
0: that, you know, everybody, even if we assume yeah. that some of that is driving slowly down the street. <laughs> right. Let's let's just cut no. it in half. Let's yeah. just cut it in half. 4 bi- 2 yeah. billion miles extra walked by a lot of people that were probably sedentary, Yeah. right? You know. Yeah. It's if even half of that even if it's only half of that number and it's yeah. only a billion miles walked by people who wouldn't have walked otherwise, that is an amazing movement of people. Right. Um, and so I did some number crunching while I was, um, well, I was at my day job, but I had a minute. Um, and I did some number crunching and I found out some, that the, the thing that is the coolest that is four point, approximately 4.6 billion kilometers is that, uh, that is the distance between the earth and Neptune. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So, if we took... So, yeah. So, everybody that's been playing Pokemon Go, if we took your trip, my trip, everybody else's trips, put them end on end, we just, as a human population, traveled to Neptune. Wow. Now, that by itself, you know, whatever, obviously we couldn't do that. And there's lots of times that we see stats, like, oh, man, these people played this multiplayer beta, and it was like several thousand years worth of time were played. Right. Um. You know, there was a... um. Jane McGonigal wrote in her book, um, Reality is Broken, she talked about the power of games, mm-hmm. right? And this is something I wanted to throw out there just to say it, right? Like, the power of games is very clear. People can be motivated to do, you know, it's little stuff for all of us, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I probably only, you know, haven't walked that many kilometers myself, yeah. but I was part of a greater whole. So th- this, this is a thing. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, playing all that time multiplayer and uncharted three beta or whatever. Who cares about that? That's reasonable, but this is like walking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like this is so imagine what would happen or what will happen when we find ways to leverage this for like even more universal good. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I think this is proof of the power of games. Um, and how important they are and how good they can be. Because yeah. this is not this is the opposite of sedentary. I see families out playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. We do it. We went to the park and spent an afternoon at a park just taking walks. Yeah. Um, you know. So anyway, that's that's my soapbox. Yeah. But I just no, want no. to say, four point six billion kilometers is a yes. <laughs> yeah, a is a lot.
1: Yes. Yeah, that is a lot. I I Great. think I've walked about maybe four point six kilometers total. I still haven't hatched an egg sure. yet, which is pretty sad. <laughs> but anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: I've hatched a ton of eggs i I know that I've walked more than I would have if I hadn't been playing the game cool, so that's i mean it's great if people can be a little bit healthier, yeah, and you know what this week in particular, I feel like I need some positive news about human beings
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah um yeah, so that's cool wow that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of steps
0: um is it? How crazy- I mean, it's just, it's still, it still, like, makes me go, what the hell is happening? You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. it's having this effect on everything in such a, you know, universal way. Yep. Uh,
0: yeah. It's the power of games, people.
1: Yeah. Um, so, this past weekend in Seattle was PAX. I was at PAX. It was fun. you world, I-, I saw...
0: You were? I had no idea.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, couldn't see the 13 stories I wrote about games. Anyhow, I saw a lot of games. The one thing I love about PAX is that the indie scene is so fantastic. Tons of these games would never even get any Mm -hmm. attention at like an E3 or anything like that. So I really love PAX for this. Um, I, played a, True. I played a lot of cool games. It's hard to narrow them down very quickly. One that is kind of funny, it's called Battle Chef Brigade. And if you're a food food person who liked to watch the Food Network in like the last, I don't know, 10 years or whatever, you will know that there was this show called Iron Chef, which is completely nuts, in which they pick a secret ingredient and then two chefs compete. So... Battle Chef Brigade is basically like that. Like, they have completely riffed... Off, like, some of their movies have completely riffed off the Japanese version of Iron Chef, which was even more ridiculous than the American was absolutely
0: version. absolutely, yeah. It was, oh, my
1: God. It was great, though. I loved watching that. So, like, the, the chairman, or whatever he's called in this game, he's even... He's holding a bell pepper, just like Chairman Kaga did. So, yeah. Uh, So, that this game is pretty cool for a few reasons. It's all different kinds of gameplay, so... You have to go out and fight things to get your ingredients, and then you cook by using a little Tetris-style puzzle thing, Uh, and then it's got, like, uh, adventure RPG-ish type elements in it, too. So, it's a bunch of stuff wrapped up in one. It was pretty fun. I liked it. Um, Let's see. I'm going through my article here to see what else I want to talk about. Um, Long Journey Home. Long Journey Home in my opinion, is kind of, it seems like, I don't know for sure, but it seems like it's going to give me what I wanted out of No Man's Sky, because uh also have procedurally generated planets, but there's a little tighter, there's not like a bazillion unlimited number of planets, it's much more focused, and uh, which actually works better, because you have, you, there's a much higher chance for your planets to be really, really distinct, rather than having all of them sort of be, like, the same, except for a different colored grass or something like that um so this one has yep. a, has a story too it's um you basically you get stranded on like the other side of the galaxy or in a different galaxy and you have a crew and you have to work with their personalities basically you're trying to find a way to get back to earth hence the title long journey home but you have to deal with alien races some are going to be hostile all this kind of stuff it just seems seems really cool there's also like the ship Repairing aspect, so you're you're collecting um, elements, and the cool thing on this is your ship has a lab, so you can take stuff back and analyze it, and it's just it seems like No Man's Good. Yes, yeah, it's like everything that I wanted from No Man's Sky. I, I hope I hope yeah. that I'm not putting my expectations too high out there because I know they they tweeted at us being like, we hope we don't disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> I that that
2: whole story got a lot of action on Twitter. Did you notice that? a lot of people liked it yeah there was some retweeting because you compared it you said it was better than no man's sky yeah
1: a little controversial maybe but yeah i think that's great you know what everybody who listens to me knows that i think no man's sky is meh so yeah you gotta you gotta have
0: you don't you don't get paid to have she doesn't get paid to have weak opinions right like that's and i I say that to people all the time they (laughs) ask me all the time like why do you you know like why don't you make a decision? Like, why, why did you just make that call? Like, why are you, it's like, listen, I'm, I don't do this to just be like, yeah, everything's cool. Yeah. Cause what's the point? We're here to make recommendations. We're here to have opinions. Um, I appreciated yep. that. I did notice that it got a little traction cause the reality is there are some people that are apologists for No Man's Sky that shouldn't be. Yeah. Or, I mean, and there are plenty of people that love it and might, you know, but just because something's good doesn't mean something else isn't great. Right. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, this game, The Long Journey Home, looks like it—it it absolutely looks like a game that would provide people who were missing something exactly that thing. And mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't have the stuff that other people really love about No Man's Sky. Some yeah. people really want that meditative. I'm just going to walk around and look at random stuff. Yeah. Kind of experience. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. Right. I
2: don't. I mean, More- I think this sounds better too, Nicole. Sure. Yeah. I-
1: I think it, it sounds, sounds a better to
0: better. me. It absolutely sounds yeah. better to me. I'm just saying, you know, I can understand why some people might take umbrage to it, but really, guys, relax.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's fine. It's great. Video games are great. Yes. Um, uh, probably the most trippy game I think I have ever played in the history of games is this game called Whoa. Everything because it basically is everything. It's really weird. Um, I was completely lost until the demo girl (laughs) came up and tried to tell me what was going on. Um, So the the goal of the game is to find heaven, but you do that by experiencing like everything on the planet Earth. So like when I started playing, I was an island and then I became a piece of seaweed and then I was a fish scale and that kind of thing. So basically what you're doing is you're, you're moving around, you know, the world basically, and lots of different elements are, uh, you know animals and things like that they have what's called thoughts and you're going through and collecting these thoughts and uh some of them are like really deep like sage advice and other ones are like hey how's it going um so but you're collecting those <laughs> and trying to piece uh piece those together to kind of move forward to or, towards your goal so um it's really kind of interesting i i was very intrigued by it but it's yeah definitely different than anything else i have ever played um so.
2: Yeah, sounds very strange.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. But it was cool because you know, after seeing about 20 um brawler games, it's nice to see something different. Yeah. It was in, yeah. it was in Sony's booth too, which was very refreshing. Um, yeah. So, um, so what else here? Uh Urban Empire, super cool. I could have stood there and played that game for like a few more hours, like they gave me like the spiel about the basics like get you know just let me have the computer to play and like I got the alarm that I needed to meet Isaac uh for takeover of Anna Duty and didn't realize that I had been sitting at that computer for like an hour. It's that's how interesting this is. It's like Civ but with um politics laid on top of it. So once you build uh they're called districts in your city, you build one district, your first one. That's great. That's very civish. You can do whatever you want. Any other districts or anything that you want to build in the city, anything else like actions like funding and blah, 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 has to come, has to be put to a vote by the city council. And so there's all this sort of schmoozing with the the different parties. Like if they don't like you, you're like, oh, we'll take them out to dinner. Or it's just, it's got all this kind of crazy stuff laid on top of it. That sounds awesome. It is. It was totally awesome. Yeah.
0: Just just tell me more. Like I, yeah. I, you know what? Don't even bother. Just sign me up. Yeah. Um, where do I? Because I love Civ. Can, can, can I just say Civ six? Oh my yes. God. Um, anyway, um, I, I just had a, a brain fart just thinking <laughs> about Stiff 6 and how excited <laughs> I am for that game. Um, but this game absolutely, I think it's, I think what's cool about it is it's the right time to yeah. make a game that has politics involved. Yeah. Because it's, it's on the forefront of ev- literally everyone's mind, whether yeah. they like it or not. Um, and so I think that is, Kind of neat that it's kind of topical mm-hmm. and man, does it sound fascinating uh, yeah. playing a Civ game where you have to manage, you know, relationships with AI and yeah, votes and all that. That sound, I'm I am in 100% in, yeah. Um, when does it come out? Did they say
1: it's next year? I believe. Hold on, I may have written, re- <sighs> I can't remember all of these <laughs> relationships. <laughs> that gives days. me time. Uh, yeah, my the- year
0: is my the rest of my year is just shot.
1: Yeah, early next
0: year. Early next year is what they said. But talking about politics,
1: there is another game that I saw a little bit of. I didn't actually get to play it. It's called Political Animals. And so you've got these cutesy little animals like a mouse and a bear and everything. And you've got like one little like city-ish type thing. And you're trying to win an election. It's all about winning the election and so it's similar type stuff to what urban empire is doing like you have to try to get people on your side and uh you know evangelize for you and there are different types of people that you can do that you've got a lawyer there's a, a minister and all that kind of stuff and like you can create scandals for your opponent and all this kind of yeah and it's these cutesy little animals which just makes it even more fun um i was planning i'm going to mention that when i do my uh full-on pax is awesome article because there were just so many that i didn't get to see there another one that i didn't get to see uh really Um although like it's funny the producer saw my media badge and basically tackled me as soon as i walked into the thing (laughs) um but there's a um it's a point and click adventure set in a Shakespearean world where you play as Ophelia. Um, so I was like, hey, that's. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. That one's called El- Elsinore. Um, I'll check that out more. Let's see. What else did I write about, though? <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, you know what, Stephen? I, uh, I think I think I had that game that I that you talked about at Pax East wrong because I think I saw the game that you did talk about. in passing It's called Mages of Mysteria.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I thought you know what? I listened to the episode back, uh-huh. and I was like, I don't think she was talking about potions. I think we were talking about ma- yeah. Now Mages of Mysteria. Yeah. Now tell me, does that game not look good? You Probably that game doesn't look good.
1: I only actually saw it in passing. Because I'm like, on my oh. way to an appointment, and then I'm like, hey, that's the game <laughs> Stephen was talking about. Oh,
0: oh man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. now. Everybody listening, keep that game on your radar. Mages of Mysteria, that's the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. Um, I don't know game of the year. And who cares about that? I mean, I think it's going to be a damn good game. I played it for longer than I should have. Mm. Um, and, man, is it... Oh, I'm so glad that it's still showing. It's yeah. still that it's not canceled or anything silly like that yeah so good so good
1: (laughs) (laughs) um other uh adventure game news i actually didn't didn't know anything about this game until i saw it in the indie mega booth um at pax is that thimbleweed park which is actually being developed by ron gilbert and gary winnick if you know anything about adventure games you know who these people are uh, so this is a brand new adventure game from these guys. I played about a 20-minute demo, and it was hilarious. Uh, I'm very much <laughs> looking forward to playing more of this. Um, you play as several different characters in this game across uh, a couple time periods, so you start out as two FBI agents who look very much like Mulder and Scully, um, <laughs> and you're investigating um, a murder, basically. Uh, but then you get into the town to start questioning people, and you get sent back in time to play as this character called Ransom the Insult Clown, which is as awesome as his name sounds. <laughs> <laughs> just Every time he says a sentence, it's got bleep in it. At least one. So it was like, oh man, this bleepity bleep bleep bleep. Like, oh, it was got it. It was so <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, so yeah, so I can't wait to play more of that. That's also slated to come out next year. Um, let me see. Kind of Burly Minute at Sea. Burly Men at Sea. Yes, sounded like you. Yes, it's awesome. Too, yeah, but- it was a short demo. They're coming out. That comes out this month actually. And so oh, cool. yeah, they're going to send me a copy of that, and I'll be reviewing it. But yeah, it's. it's very charming. It's it's technically an adventure game, but I really thought it was more like an interactive novel because there's not like a crazy amount of puzzles you have to solve or anything like that. So mm-hmm. so that was really cool. Um, there's this game called She Remembered Caterpillars. It's a cute little puzzle game. Uh, but has a story woven into it, which I thought was kind of weird. But, um, so you like, you have the puzzle levels, you finish the puzzle, and then you got it, you get a few paragraphs of text about some story, and then you go into the next puzzle. Um, obviously, I only played the beginning, so maybe it all ties in later on in the game, but I just thought that was kind of a weird way to slap two things mm-hmm. together. Um, let's see. 1979 revolution. Very, very cool. Um, it was funny because the guy that I was talking to, he's like, yeah, we've had high school educators contact us about using this in our classroom. And he's like, we didn't even know. I'm like, you didn't know. Like, you should be going after this market, like, actively. Yeah. Like, seriously, they're hungry Whoa. for stuff yeah. like this. So, um, so yeah, so I played um, basically like one episode-ish uh, of it where you're taking photographs of a crowd. Uh, and I guess I skipped over this, but it takes place in Iran during the revolution and you're playing as a young photographer. And so, you know, in this crowd, you take pictures of things like somebody was holding up a picture of the Ayatollah. And so you get a picture of that and then it shows you the picture that you took. But right next to it, it shows you the real historical photo that that was based on. And you have the option right there to learn more about it. And it'll give you like a paragraph of history. So, um, that I think is way better for, to be educational than something like Never Alone. I mean, Never Alone was cool, but like you'd finish a level and it'd be like, you have unlocked video number three of blah, blah, blah. And you had to go back out to the main menu to watch those where this it's like right in there in the gameplay. So, yeah. So I think it makes more sense. Um. And then, uh, alright, I'm gonna stop. Orwell, which is a game I was really looking forward to, looks super cool. I cannot wait to to play that. I played that one for a while too. Um, but I'm gonna skip off games. Uh, ha- Amy Hennig's, uh, talk was really cool. It wasn't, um, it was a keynote, but, um, she, it was basically like a fireside chat. Uh, where she sat down with Jerry Holkins and he asked her questions. And the thing that was funny about the fireside chat is they had this giant screen behind them that was showing video of a fireplace, <laughs> like, like huge, yeah. huge flames <laughs> behind them. It was so funny. And every once in a while, you would see somebody like poking at the logs and that kind of stuff. But anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was really cool. The main gist of, of what they were talking about is that she considers Um, the player, the collaborator. So she doesn't consider it, you know, it's just a straight, like, writer-to-player narrative, like, one way. She's, like, when she's writing, uh, creating worlds and whatnot, she likes to take a step back and be like, okay, if I was playing this, what would I be feeling right now? What would I be thinking right now? And, you know, trying to capitalize on that to make the world, you know, more real and that kind of stuff. So, And she also said, like, she tries to not let gameplay get in the way of, of uh, the emotional experience. So like, like in Rise of the Tomb Raider or Uncharted, you've got these kind of sequences that you have to do where you, if you, you, know, you miss, you get killed kind of thing. Kind of like running from yep. the bear in Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like that type of thing, right, Linda? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas yeah. if you, like, to the five, fifth or sixth time that you get killed, it kind of takes away from you know, the enjoyment there. So she said when she's working on games, she tries to make those types of things as easy as possible. Um, so that you don't get pulled out of out of the narrative too much. So, um but yeah, that was really cool. I think yeah. you can probably watch it on Penny Arcade or somewhere, somewhat. So PAX was awesome. Uh I've got previews for all the stuff that I saw uh hands on up on the site. I'm gonna be writing another kind of large wrap up story talking about my experiences. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm ge- forward to that. Yeah, some some games I didn't really get to see very much that I thought looked cool and kind of what it was like to have Anna there, you know. It's going to be interesting to see how that changes to have her there, like, as she gets a year older. So, so yeah, so I'll be talking about that, too. All right, so that's PAX. And I mean, I love it, but thank God it's over. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's see, what else are we yeah. going to talk about? Oh, Pokemon. Okay. Pokemon, Stephen. I remember to include Pokemon in our list of well, um, topics today. Well, well, the,
0: I, I did want to plug <clears throat> before we got onto Pokemon. Okay. Um, I wanted to, um, I wanted to plug something. Right. Um, anyone hearing Nicole talk about you know her experiences with Anna and you know going to PAX, and you're curious, you know maybe you want to bring your own kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I may point you in the direction of Episode 38 of Engage, a <laughs> yes. family podcast, where one Nicole Tanner and I uh, got down and talked about and gave some real solid tips and advice on what you should expect and how you should prepare to bring uh, kids of virtually any age to yeah. a convention setting, yeah. large yeah. or small. So if I could point, uh, again, it's episode 38, engagefamilygaming.podbean.com or... podcast services everywhere not to plug another product but i thought this was specifically poignant and also you were on it so if you want to hear me and nicole some more just with different theme music um (laughs) this is us talking i think we also talk about uh nintendo news go figure Um, but but most of it's convention advice so yeah yeah anyway if
1: i remember correctly too i also got to correct you on uncharted i think you kept saying you weren't going to talk about uncharted because it was rated m And I was like, no, it's rated T. See,
0: that's what I remember. That's 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 what I remember. Straight up. Straight up. You (laughs) schooled me. And you know what? I did not. I had just always assumed. I had always assumed. And, you know, that's what happens when you assume. To be fair, I ended up not talking about it anyway.
1: Yeah, that's Um, true. That's true.
0: But. The but the, because I did I don't have a machine to make it work but right. um you were still right I had made it you know I always assumed that it was M I didn't realize <laughs> I mean with that many jokes about Nathan Drake murdering like the entire population of like uh-huh. sub Saharan Africa <laughs> like you know in every install installment of the game I figured it must be rated M
1: yeah yeah but yeah. anyway yeah
0: okay that's yeah. a little plug yeah. so Pokemans.
1: yes Pokemon so there was a um. There was a trailer released was it today or yesterday. Sometime this week there was a trailer released about Sun and Moon ago. that uh, dropped some more details. Steven, what were the details?
0: So uh, they announced some new Pokemon. <laughs> One of them is really kind of creepy looking. It's called Type colon Null. And it's a Pokemon in a weird like Man in the Iron Mask mask. Um No. <laughs> So um, I-, I honestly believe that it's a Pokemon that was ca- a Pokemon that is probably important uh, to the story that was captured and experimented on by some organization. Oh. Not really sure, but that's what I that's what it feels like oh. to me. Um, so I'm sure we're gonna find out. <laughs> uh, we so we learned about some more Alola forms for various po- uh, for various Pokemon, which is cool. Um, we learned about a new like, the Aether Syndicate, which is another organization that's gonna inv- involved in the plot. The big one. And I think this is the biggest announcement to come out of it, um, is that Pokemon Sun and Moon are actually going to be set at different times of the day. Right. Now, Pokemon games, traditionally, the clock functions as hours does. Time never really matters in that game. You could just kind of float through and it doesn't, you know, but there are certain Pokemon that are available at night and others that are available during the day, etc. Um... And so if you wanted to catch something, you had to do it at night in some situations, etc. Um, what's interesting is Pokemon Moon takes place 12 hours. It's They're set off by 12 hours. So mm-hmm. if it is daytime where you are, then it will be nighttime in pokemon moon and it will be daytime in pokemon sun and i think that is number one um super interesting way to to kind of like lean into that sun and moon theme mm-hmm. also it's never been done before yeah huh. Um. Seems without it- without you know messing with the settings in your game boy
1: right yeah it seems like um like that's a smart move too about getting people to buy both of them
0: oh yeah you know? <laughs> um we're gonna buy three copies um, one for each of the boys and one for me. Um, so how about that? Pokemon is a hundred and twenty dollar investment for us. Um, but what are you going to do? Right. Um, so but you're the, not getting so both of them, right? No, no, no. We're gonna get, yeah, we're we're gonna get both. We're okay. gonna get. Oh. Uh, my oldest is they 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 discussed this. Okay. Uh, my oldest <laughs> is getting Sun. Okay. Um, my youngest is getting Moon, and I am also going to get a copy of Moon. Uh huh. The reason for that is my presumption my my oldest son and i share a ds Mm. so it is less likely that he would open up his machine and start playing my there would be less confusion if it was Mm. like oh this is dad's you know this is dad's moon copy get this garbage out of here i gotta put my son in (laughs) right um so that's pretty much where where that is at Uh um he's a little disappointed now that I advised him that I'm going to be reviewing the game, which means that when we get it he's gonna have to wait for me <laughs> yeah. um so he uh he was not pleased when he found that out right uh, but what are you gonna do yeah i got it's 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 for work, buddy <laughs> um you know yeah. I think it's a great move, though. I think it's a great move. There's a bundle on Amazon right now for a steel book, both copies of the game for I think, and I think it's even at a discount. I think it's like seventy five bucks for both of them in a steel book, which I think is kind of neat. So if you're gonna buy them both, uh, I'd look for like some kind of cool special edition. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's cool. Okay. Was there any other Yay, Pokemon, Pokemon news, or was that?
0: <laughs> now that was pretty much it, man. Okay. I mean, it, what's as we get closer, we we can expect. It seems like you know a, a video a week with some little trickled out announcements. I mean, they showed us an Alola form for Radicate. Mm. For the love of God, you know, like who cares about Radicate? Um, but we got it. Um, so I think you know between now and November, every week, you know, middle of the week, we should expect a new. Um, uh, we should expect new, uh, information with a few Pokemon here or there. Um, they did make some Pokemon Go announcements this week, most notably that they're adding the buddy system. where mm-hmm. you are actually going to be able to choose one of your Pokemon to be your friend, to, um, kind of level up with you as you walk around, et cetera. Um, so that should be kind of interesting.
1: Cool. Yeah. Cool.
0: But we'll see how that goes. That's coming out this fall.
1: Yeah. It's November, right? I think it's November. Uh,
0: I don't, I don't know
1: um okay yeah so so that's that's basically the news um do you want to talk about what we're playing linda what have you been playing
2: um i've been uh, again playing wow um (laughs) i got on i got on with my son and my nephew and the three of us are gonna play a little bit they have um other characters but they're you know, they're doing the remedial thing and um, starting out with the level 100 characters so they can level up with me, which I think is pretty sweet. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing that.
1: Yeah, yep. that's cool. Um, Should be I just
2: wanted to add one thing about PAX. Yeah. Um, and recommend. Remember our friend Todd Bishop over at GeekWire? Yes. He did a great review of all the VR stuff. Apparently, oh, he, okay. um, he just went around and went to all the VR games yeah at, at pax and it was a pretty interesting article i'll put the link in for that because yeah, yeah, i thought it was good
1: absolutely i avoided all vr very much uh, so yeah you can't I, I mean you can't you yeah, can't cover like, all I that don't, stuff well also too i did not want to like go to a vr thing in the morning and then feel sick all day because yeah, of it no kidding <laughs> so
2: yeah um and actually so was, he said he didn't he didn't get sick but he got a little bit um confused honestly uh, okay yeah like, like what is this am i in vr still or am i in reality now wow <laughs> he went, yeah he got a little bit psychologically you know
1: that's insane mixed up. that sounds like that it. Is i is a, right. know so it's a great that idea a for a real problem yeah great idea it is. It's a very yeah.
0: real problem that people are gonna have
1: yeah great idea for a book yeah. or a movie I bet that there will yeah, be... Yeah, VR psychosis, <laughs> I call it.
2: I have a name for it already. <laughs> Get right in, yeah. Linda. <laughs>
1: I have. I have started. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but still, most of the VR stuff was just booked out. Like, Sony had, like, hour-long demos of their VR stuff, which was booked, like, the first day. Like, you had to sign up for a time, and it was all gone. Apparently, the same thing happened with Final Fantasy fifteen. There was like an hour long demo because Isaac um, uh, Halo Wars Two was in the Microsoft booth. Isaac helped a little bit on the first day, but his uh, his producer AP that he works with really really loves Final Fantasy Fifteen, and when she she like ran like right over to the thing and still did not get a sign in for the demo oh, of Final wow. Fantasy Fifteen. Those were gone right away. I'm so
0: I have a mighty hmm. need for that game. A mighty name. Yes, need. we
1: know. We know that about you. <laughs> oh, and now I'm, I'm remembering more stuff about packs. So Uber, Uber did this awesome thing where they they tricked out minis to look like chocobos. <laughs> they had like feathers coming Uh-oh. out the back of them, and their horn, you know, beeps were like the chocobo sound. It was the most insane <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It was so funny. Um, yeah, and then also there was the they they had a little like street parade type thing for magic. That happened one of the mornings, too. I didn't see most of it because I was in a, I was in line waiting to get into the show. But there was, like, a giant stag, like, metal stag that was, like, come down the street for for magic. And they didn't close off the street. Cool. That was the funny thing. It was on Pike. And they didn't close off the street. So it's funny. Once it passed, <laughs> you could see, like, all of the people in their cars behind there that were so pissed off. that They got stuck behind oh my this thing.
2: The traffic's already so bad. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. Fun. Fun. Packs. Times. That'll be in my in my wrap up article. There'll be more stuff like oh, that. Oh, good.
2: Um, looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So definitely check out GeekWire for for Todd's um VR piece. I'm sure it's fantastic.
2: Oh, it's really interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. So just wow, then Linda, for you. Just wow for me yeah all right cool I,
2: i'm so rusty
1: i am so rusty oh. you guys
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i had to yeah. relearn how to play the mage but i did that tutorial you talked about Stephen. that helped yeah. a little bit but there's yeah. still other stuff i'm like i don't remember
1: <laughs> how to do this but i'm i'm getting it back slowly that's cool Yeah. uh so Stephen, yeah. i assume you've been playing some wow as well
0: yes um i I have actually abandoned i've i've done this i did exactly what I expected to do i played a little i played around a little bit messed messed around with a level one hundred mage that i created um and then I have shelved her. Um and gone back to uh, my paladin, and largely because the whole point was to experience the game from the beginning again, um, and I found myself really struggling starting at level 100 without any context, because mm-hmm. I stopped in Wrath of the Lich King, so I, m- I missed Cataclysm and... Pandaria and Warlords of Draenor. So I've missed so much that it really was important for me to to kind of go back to the beginning. Um so I played, I enjoyed, I you know, I messed around, you know, got my artifact, did some neat stuff, headed on back, um, and have been really enjoying um, you know, kind of grinding and playing through the levels, doing the new quests, um, you level so fast, you know, I was hoping to, like, re-experience all the different zones, and it turns out I'm really going to have to play, like, three or four characters all the way through in order to mm-hmm. experience all the stuff that I had done before, uh, because there are whole zones that I'm just, I, I, I don't have to do it. Um, which is pretty, uh, which is something I did not expect. I also, um, and I'm sure you're gonna, uh, have something to say about this. I finished the, uh, One Night in Carazon, mm-hmm. um, adventure. Oh,
1: that's another and- another thing about packs I have to talk about <laughs> a second go oh, ahead man. I'm sorry
0: <laughs> so oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm excited to hear about it because I saw the pictures of all these crazy Hearthstone tournaments so um <laughs> one night in Karazhan really good uh, lots of good cards um that are going to shape the meta for the next two uh, year or so while mm. it's in there um and yeah I really I'm really enjoying it I really enjoyed it I thought the fights were really neat the mm-hmm. fight at the end I thought was going to be unfair until I actually did it correctly mm-hmm. um They really make you work. Yes. To make a new deck. Yeah. And um, you can't just play with your good stuff. You got to use the stuff that's unexpected, um, which is great. It's a great way to force you to use cards maybe you wouldn't have used otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think they're a great thing. At the very least, play the free demo and get your free cards. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, Because the Firelands portal for Mage is worth every penny. Yes. Yeah. Of zero dollars.
1: I think this is the first. Single player one that I managed to get through without creating a new deck, like specifically for one of the things Ooh. I was able to get through it with that. all of my existing decks. Um, but I've had to make it like a completely unique one for all the other ones, you know, at least one unique one to get past a certain challenge. But yeah. Sure. All
0: yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. um. um. One last game that I played that mm. is super important for anyone with an Xbox One. If you have an Xbox One and you have Xbox Live Gold, there is a game that is free right now. It is called Earthlock, mm. the Festival of Magic. Um, that game is way better than it has any right to be. Mm. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I put a couple hours into it. It is an old-school role-playing game. Um, so if you've been, you know, if, if you are in a mood for a role-playing game and you... You know, you, you, especially like an old school turn based one with an overworld map and, you know, some of those old school sensibilities. I think this game will interest you. Uh, Mm. there's no voice acting. It's very decidedly old school. Um, I, I think this is a very good bridge to keep me busy with role playing game stuff until Final Fantasy comes out. Mm. It's also zero dollars if you own, uh, if you have Xbox Live Gold. Um, it is coming out to other platforms, uh, later on, at which point, it should be very good. Mm. Um, it, it, also, if you own a Wii U, go buy Axiom Verge.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. Because Axiom
0: Verge. Axiom Verge. Go buy it. It's worth it. Although, if you own a PS4 or a PC, you could have bought it there already. Mm. But this game is a very... It is... The, playing it on the gamepad um, or having the... Ma- it's just... Axiom Verge is really good. It's the best Metroid game that they that Nintendo won't ever make. Because for some reason, they don't believe in making Metroid games anymore.
1: Right. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah. So so me, obviously... So your turn, sorry. I I played lots of things at PAX. We already talked about that. When I came home to relax, I played some Puzzle and Dragons and, of course, some Hearthstone. It's funny. Gung-Ho, who publishes uh, Puzzle and Dragons, they were there at the show. And so Anna loves that game. (laughs) So she went and was, like, playing it, you know? And that's another funny (laughs) thing about Anna is, like... There's pieces of swag and whatnot where you had to do something, like win something in the game, in order to get this piece of swag. Walked up there with Anna, they would just give her that stuff, no oh, questions asked. We were just killing I believe it. it. We were She's killing adorable. it on the swag. She was getting everything
0: for us. I mean, there's a, if a little if a little girl walks into your booth and your swag is, and you're making like grown men play a game to get their, like little, like, you know, poster or tchotchke or whatever. You give the four-year-old the thing. Like, that's that's smart booth play. That's smart booth play. I'm down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so she got a cute little key ring um, from that, and like I said, is playing Hearthstone. The biggest thing, I don't believe I kept forgetting all the stuff about PAX. I have to get my brain back in gear. So, uh, there was live uh, part of the summer circuit happening at PAX, uh, which was super cool. It's set up on a stage. You can watch it. Um, I watched a lot of it. Not, a, I mean, I didn't watch all of it, obviously, because I didn't have time to do that. But I did sit there and watch it whenever I had the chance. And then I was up in that area with Anna when they started the final. And I texted Isaac. I'm like, you got to come here and watch her so I can watch this thing. Like, I have been watching this all weekend. I want to watch the final. The final was amazing. It was best of nine. Um, and the final match was a mirror match. They were both playing Dragon Warrior. It was insane. Hmm. I'm like, that's that's the best final ever, you know? Like they're playing the and same the, deck.
0: Yeah. And the winner got a free subscription to Nintendo Power. Oh, we're talking about a different Dragon Warrior, aren't
1: we? <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, no, the winner here got a cool ten thousand dollars. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I, yeah. That's that's,
0: that's cooler amazing. than that's yeah. cooler than a subscription to a defunct magazine.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the and the runner up got five thousand. So so yeah, it was pretty funny. Wow. These, these, these kids, they're, like, they're so young. Like, it's just, a, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at how young they are. They, like, look like they're in high school. I don't know. But it is funny to see them kind of walk up there and they wear their little, like, sweatshirt, like, jacket things with all of their sponsors on the back and everything. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty weird. Anyhow. Esports is a yeah. thing. It is a thing. The other thing that's funny, it too. But won't be in
0: the Olympics. That's
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> funny. So they have commentators. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, they had, co- they had commentators there that was sort of set off to the side. Like, if you're sitting in the audience, you could be sitting, like, basically right next to the commentators. And there was a delay between what you saw and heard on the screen as opposed to what they were saying and what the players were playing. So if you sat too n- too close to the commentators, it would basically ruin everything because you would hear, you know, what was going to happen in the next play. And they actually ruined it a few times because they would be like, ah! and we're all like yeah okay i guess something big is gonna happen here
0: (laughs) so anyhow yeah that is one thing they have to work on because i (laughs) noticed that too um like in uh watching at pax east the street fighter yeah they had a street fighter 5 tournament and some of that was a little off um because they were watching and there was a few second delay and a few seconds in a fighting game is like Mm -hmm. oh That's a drop. You know, you hear, oh, drop combo. And you're like, oh, well, but he was just setting it up. Uh Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they definitely have to work with that. But that's, you know, kind of par for the course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so bad on her. So it only happened a couple of times. One time I sat down there, I was like right next to him. Like, this was a bad idea. I'm going to sit somewhere else next time. So, but yeah, that final Mm -hmm. man was so amazing. So amazing. And then there was another match that I watch. That was um actually the one of the guys that made it to the final round. I watched him play someone else earlier uh, in the week. I think it was probably on Saturday. And that was a crazy match as well, because they were both down to one health. And they were just battling it for like two turns when they were both down to one health. I was like, this is amazing. Uh, Anyhow, so yeah, very much recommended. It doesn't sound like, you know, something that you would think was interesting to watch, a card game, but I didn't think it either until i saw hearthstone being played live um anyhow yeah so that'll be in my pack story too sounds fun at some at some point this week cool um hey can i ask one
2: question yeah um about anna did Uh she have any any scares getting lost or was she just right with you the whole time
1: no she was right with us i mean we were very very adamant with her yeah do not let go of our hand for any reason. Okay. And she does this okay. thing when she's trying to let That's go of great. her hand where she kind of wiggles it, squirms it around and that gives us yeah. the, the heads up that she's trying <laughs> to up. let go. Yeah. Um yeah. But no, no, she was That's good scary. there. And she didn't get scared by anything in the show either like Ark uh Ark Survival of All they had, you know, their giant T-Rex and they also had what yeah. looked, looked like a dragon. We actually got a really funny picture of her standing in front of the dragon because it's like mouth is open and she's got her arms up in the air and she's like looking behind her, like, ah, getting eaten by a dragon. <laughs> so, anyhow, I might put that picture in my story. <laughs> um, That'd be did, fun.
0: Yeah. Did you get a chance to, um, to, to like get your teeth into that farming game that you want to s- torture me with?
1: I did. I have not even started it yet, but it's going to be started very soon. You know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know, I was at PAX all day on Monday. Uh, yesterday I had Anna with me, so I wasn't really playing anything until, like, last, last night before bed. I'm like, I'm going to start a farming game now. I just played Puzzle and Dragons and Hearthstone, and this morning I'm wrapping up PAX stuff. So, least, and watching Sony's press conference. So, so yes, uh, it will be happening soon. I'll probably start it on Friday, if I can. So, All right. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Yes, me too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, I think that wraps it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. Linda and I from Pixelkin. Pixelkin is a story for gamers with kids. We talk about all these great hardcore games like Fallout and stuff like that, and also games that you like to play with your kids, kind of like the Lego games, and then some games that are for your kids that you don't want to play at all, such as preschool apps like sego mini even though they're great apps um you can find us on facebook simply pixelkin you can find us on twitter at pixelkin underscore org steven as noted at the top of the show is editor and founder of Engaged family gaming steven where can we find Engaged family gaming
0: well you can find us all over the place so do me a favor everybody go to a social media site search Engaged family gaming if we're there follow us like us, share us do all the business if you don't Head on over to engagefamilygaming.com slash community and yell at me about what social media channel I am not on so that we may fix that. Um, if you like hearing me talk, for whatever reason, um, I am also on another podcast that is called Engage, a family gaming podcast. We alternate video games and board games, um, and we talk about a lot of the same stuff here. Um, yeah, but... Most definitely, before you do anything else, like, literally don't crash your car or anything, but get home, go to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community, join the fun, because we're talking and having fun and, you know, memes and advice, and it's going to be a great place to be when it comes time to uh, look for random video game stuff Mm. uh, for your kids, because I'm betting those NES Classic Editions are going to be hard to Mm. find, and we will help you.
1: (laughs) Right, yes. Your wife has posted some great memes in the last couple weeks. Isn't she amazing? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. She's a saint. She really is. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us once again. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.